Hey, welcome today at Last Night Recap. Uh, my name is Kurt, and I'll be your host on this episode, third episode already, and with me some fine gentlemen, um, well, two and a half, um, <laughs> can say two actually today, because uh, someone's sick, but the first one is becoming a sketch note genius all the way from Scotland. Martin, are you there? Hello, yes, I am indeed. That's a very kind introduction. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I've been following your work. Seeing uh, and seeing how you've been progressing. Yeah, it's um, it's been a lot of fun. I've been following a, a guy called Ian Bernard, who uh, seems to be quite a procreate genius. And some of the things that he's been doing, I've been trying to replicate and trying to find my own kind of way of doing it. It's been a lot. Of, it's been quite a, a fun kind of couple of days doing it. It's been a lot of fun. Hey, and and very close to you is um, I think someone who found something new in the jump cut scene. And um, Matt, are you there? I am. Yeah, you 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 noticed I've been uh, doing a little bit of the magic jump cuts. Then um, it's kind of taken over my life and my son's life at the moment. We've been doing all sorts of different scenes. Nice. Anything? Anything that's going to happen with Lego and that? Um, do you know what? I'm halfway through building a piece of Lego. It would have been really good if I'd done the before and after, so it made oh. it look like I'd. Uh, Kicked my fingers and made Lego, but um, I didn't. So, well, there's always time so, no. to like tear the, the Aston Martin down. There's always time. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I could unbuild half of it and then, yeah, no. Yeah, try it. And then maybe, our friend maybe is next sick time. today. Um, so, if you're listening um, to the podcast, you might want to send some uh, some warm wishes to uh, Mr. Anderson. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm okay. You know, I have a son as well, and he was ill. And you know how it is when men get cold. It's, it's really, really it's horrible. the end of the world, no? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know what happens. Yeah. So, it's when, um, we, when we go buy Legos and then we feel better. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I have to do it. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, what have uh, we got up? Yeah, let's see. And Martin, what's happening? Yeah. Uh, so this week we're going to be uh, sort of following the two the two chats that happened this week. So we've got the managing workload EMEA chat that was hosted by Catherine Jesse. We've got the designing compelling learning experience kids will love that was uh, hosted by Brian W Tim and S H Mayner. Um, so we've got some great ta- um, we've got a great couple of questions picked from both of those chats with some really really interesting. Um, interesting answers um and we're going to after we've done that that'll be Kurt and I following that um and then we're going to turn to what's quickly becoming my favorite segment of this show <laughs> right and it's the uh, the ever popular questions with Matt yes. simply because the theme tune I can't get out my head yeah um, I have a question actually Ooh, right now already? where where's Ooh. Kurt where's Kurt Oh, Do you want me to tell you, or are we going to make to this into like a yeah. game? You can find me, yeah, and you can tweet at us. Well, how about how about we we do it like twenty questions, but we just do it one question each, so three questions if my math is right. Yeah, All right, okay. So let's do it. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, well, you know I'm across the ocean, so that's that's the tip I can give you. Damn. <laughs> that was my question. That was that was my question. Ah. Did did this uh, city host the Super Bowl this year? No, no. Okay, no. City host an Olympic Games? I don't think so. Ooh, 
I'll tell you, this city hosted ADEs over the summer. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay, right. cool. Uh, are you in Texas? The stars yeah. Oh, at yeah, might be. are big again. Right? <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah, so, so let's um, start with uh, you, Martin, when we come back, okay? Yes, cool. that's good. See. Back after this. Okay, welcome back. Um, I'm going to start off by looking at the EMEA Appalachia chat that happened this past Tuesday on February 12th. Um, This chat's topic was managing workload and it was hosted by Catherine Jesse. That's at Catherine Jesse. And uh, she had six really, really good questions. It was a lot of um, there was a lot of good uh, conversation. There was actually a lot of love for the built-in iOS apps. uh, One of the ones that I wanted to start with. I saw a lot of tweets on actually all about apps. And do you use any apps to help manage your personal workload? This was her question too, and it was, what are they? How have you got them uh, set up to help you? So. There was quite a few that was coming up in different ways, but one of the one of the ones that kind of jumped out at me that I think a lot of people don't realise happens is Craig Thompson, that's at Thompson Craig, answered with using the checklist feature in Notes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a really useful tool for him, more than he expected. He makes notes in meetings, but uses a checklist a checklist marker next to any actions he needs to do, and then he can tick them off uh, once when they're done, and it helps keep them on track. Um, which I thought was quite a, a, a nice way of doing it. Oh, that's cool. Um, it's, yeah, especially because um, especially one of the things that I quite like about that myself is that if you take that checklist and you copy and paste it into reminders, it'll create, a, it'll create like a reminder list for you as well. So you can even take the combination of creating a checklist and notes, mm-hmm. import it into your reminders and start to give that, those tasks a due date and time and all that kind of stuff. What do you guys think? Oh, it sounds yeah, great. really good. I think there was quite a lot of chat around reminders and just you know, people just not even realizing that that could save them so much time. With um, and I, I know you got onto Siri shortcuts as well, didn't you, Mark? About um, yeah, just that you know, just talk to your device and just quickly do something that's going to usually, if you find a notebook and a pen, it's taking you minutes to do. You can do it in a couple of seconds, and you know, over the course of a week, you're saving yourself a lot of time. So. Yeah, and I think definitely. for me, the, the favorite function of that is I try to set my reminders on a location. Um, so mm-hmm. when I leave, um, that I don't forget like half of my tag back, for instance, mm. uh, so, so that I come home, I'm not, oh, yeah, my iPad's still at school. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Those kind of things. In the beginning, I used to set my reminders when I walked into the door, but then I figured out pretty quickly that that was not the way to do it. No, leaving is better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, your wife, your wife will tell you like, uh, could you bring some uh, some bread? And you'll be like, you walk in the door, and it's like, oh yeah, I, re- yeah. I got my reminder. <laughs> so well, I put it. Yeah. Turn around again. So yeah, that's, that's it. You learn yeah. it pretty quickly. Second reminder to say, re- remind me yeah. to grovel because <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna forget. Yeah. What I quite like about reminders as well is when you're setting that kind of yeah, remind me on a day, remind me on a location. You can actually give it like a one, two, or three priority marking as well. 
So one of the things that Reminders is on iOS, I'm going to get quite geeky here, that Reminders is actually a framework as well. Oh, so there goes a listener. Quite... <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Mom, I'll bring it back. I'll bring it, I'll bring it back quickly. But Reminders is actually an open framework, and a lot of apps can now tie into Reminders. So I use Reminders, but don't use the Reminders app. I use an app called Good Task. And what Good Task can do is it can actually organize your, it can do smart lists. So it can organize all of your top priority um, reminders, all your second priority reminders, all your third priority reminders. So you can actually triage them, not by list, but by importance. Um, and I kind of I kinda like that. That's, for me, is a, again, a good way for me to keep on top of my workflow. Is that, uh, is that app um, interacting with iOS uh, reminders? Yes. Or, or... Yeah. Okay. Well, that, yeah, because the reminders really reminders is open. It's a thing exactly. that developers can tie into. So oh, nice. I can still say to I can still say, and I'm not going to say the word because it will trigger everybody's phone. But I'll say, <laughs> hey, Shlomo, um, remind, <laughs> uh, remind me to do that. It will go into my reminders, but I can still pick it up in another task. Nice um, as well. So yeah, reminders was was coming up. Uh, Richard Hopkin also gave a really good que- uh, answer. Um, if you listened last week, Richard also gave a good question for the previous chat, so you might hear him coming up quite a few times. But he was talking about um, as a way to keep on top of managing tasks was the ability to now record verbal feedback into something like Pages or Keynote. Mm-hmm. So from a teaching point of view, for his marking, he's no longer having to re- rely on a third-party app like Shobi or something like that. He's able just to record, uh, record feedback straight into people's work which has made his marking a lot easier and a lot more enjoyable yeah and the and the speed it uh, actually it speeds up the marking so much when you just can can do it uh, via I, audio or something like that actually it's all uh, in one place as well isn't it exactly that's, that's uh, exactly thing. yeah um cool that's absolutely cool. yeah so that was uh, that was uh, Catherine's uh, second question uh, her fourth one I was going to mention question three, which was all about shortcuts, but I thought that might be grand, grandly self-serving since that's kind of like <laughs> my favourite thing to talk about. So we won't talk. You can you can check the recap. We can we can make an episode for you just for that. Yeah, we'll be doing that <laughs> like after, a, the show, in, after the show with Mark. Okay, an intersection one. I'm in that the, week. Yeah, I thought you might be Matt Taxa. <laughs> <laughs> um, the reason I liked question four was she actually talked about how do you help your students manage their workflow? Um, which I think a lot of the um, a lot of the, the chat, and you'll uh, probably agree with this, Matt, since you took part, and it was a lot of the, um, the, the chat, certainly around this question, um, all about helping students manage their projects and deadlines, was that mm-hmm. that's a 21st century learning skill. It's a skill that yeah. pupils need to know how to manage their tasks, how to manage their time effectively. And also, if they're getting work coming in from various different projects, various different uh, teachers, very, various subjects, how do they manage that? And the most popular uh, answer that a lot of people gave, um, and I'm going to call out Catherine Mangan, Catherine named It's numbers, isn't it? Or something. It's numbers. It oh, cool. It's numbers is brilliant for this, and especially when you tie it into schoolwork, which I know a lot of people are beginning to get. Oh, of course. It's great for deadlines, and then they can submit and un- unsubmit, and then if they need to, they can edit the work or amend it. Um, do you guys uh, use do something similar with numbers in terms of managing projects? Yeah, I think it's that thing around the projects, just having different tabs for different worksheets. You know, I know Kurt and, and you, Mark, we looked at this when Padlet kind of went to a paid subscription. Yeah. I think we've mentioned we did, this yeah. before. 
um, and Kurt sort of put together some really nice templates around that project building where each tab is a different task type thing. And, you know, it, I think it works really, really well just to organize everything. Yeah, I use uh, numbers for a Gantt um, schedule, for example, if you know what okay. it is. Yeah, so uh, it, it works really nicely, especially uh, with good colors. So if you have uh, younger people. Something I just picked up recently um, through the uh, Apple EDU chat was um, adding emojis at the back of your, um, like when you rename your tabs in, um, oh. in numbers. So to give that mm. little visual visual indication, yeah. Like for example, you say brainstorm on the first one, and then you put a little brain icon at the back. So cool. Um, I thought that was that was a clever small thing to do. That's a really uh, innovative way of doing that. Okay, I like that. It's kind of it's um, beauty and simplicity. I think is the is is probably a way of, a way of describing mm -hmm. that. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. One last one. Uh, just to just to do because. Uh, it was a busy chat. It was a really good chat. Um, yeah. And I just liked this one because it was kind of looking off to the, the future. And it was, um, in an ideal world, what would uh, you do with tech to help you ease your workload? Um, and one answer that, that really jumped out was uh, uh, an answer from Damien Parker, who's at Cyrus DT on Twitter. He's actually saying it's getting far too long to get some of the um, tools like Apple Schoolwork integrated into our school. Mm. And he says, ideally, he would like to be totally moving away from another ecosystem so that they can focus on one platform. And what I quite liked about that was the, we're, we're in a world where we are almost being spoiled by choice. And Damien says this in his answer. And it's actually, it's reducing exploration for a lot of staff. So they're, they're kind of becoming dependent on just their one they're one happy solution. And we're kind of, almost with technology, we're kind of going down to that, we've always done it this way type of, mm. type of answer yeah. in a lot of cases. You know, a lot of people are, are, you know, showbiz great, but a lot of people have been using it and maybe not exploring schoolwork or they're exploring mm. Google Classroom and they think Apple Classroom is something, they don't see how it all joins in together. Um, and I think we are almost being spoiled by choice. And do you think, do you think that it, that's gone or do you think it's, it's something that we want to come back to mm, I think there's a limitation uh, and I'm wondering if uh, Apple's going to explore uh, codes for schoolwork or not because uh, I think the integration is because of the uh, bind, the binding into Apple School Manager that you have to have yes. at, at the moment and we saw um, the classroom app it, it went from being just that until number two was with codes and things like that. But I don't a, know. I don't do you know. think it's a bit of a chicken and an egg scenario with this though? I think Classroom works perfectly well on its own. I don't think managed Apple IDs make much of a difference with that because it's so easy to set up anyway. But do you not yeah. think that I'm not getting managed Apple IDs for my students because why do I need it if I've got another system that does collaboration? So therefore, they're not using schoolwork. They're not using schoolwork because they've got another system that already does it. Yeah. So, so yeah. something's got to give. So you, so if you go with schoolwork, then there's a reason to have managed Apple IDs. If you get managed Apple IDs, there's a reason to go with schoolwork. But I don't know if everyone sees that as a big picture thing to say, right, Let's. we don't need all of these bits and pieces. We could just have one simple thing. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. I think one of the... Matt, you're, you, you've got a 
a lot of experience with, in this as well with going out. Like, and it, I mean, we all do, but Matt, I, de- I know it's something that's definitely been coming up in conversations you've been having, where one of the main bugbears that a lot of schools have that are deploying devices is if there is no easy way to set up an Apple ID. Yeah. The, you get that with you. You get that to an extent with Apple School Manager if you use, oh, and it's not easy doing it with the 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 FTP client and having to create the spreadsheet yeah. just in a particular way. There is no easy way to bug create yeah. Apple IDs, and I think that's what puts a lot of people yeah. off. I mean, um, um, we have a solution for that actually that we built uh, at my municipality, um, which is, uh, but it's a lot of work actually. So we have a, like a script that checks all the different kind of, uh, uh, ex- uh, you know, the, the spreadsheets that you need to uh, send in. And if, yeah, yeah so yeah. It, it really corrects all the, the wrong things. But it's, a, it's, a, okay. it's a quite a lot of work for just getting that sync to, to really do the job. So we, we managed to sync it um, like every, every night if we wanted to. But uh, okay. there's a couple of things that you, you really need to, to get going there, I think. Yeah, that back-end stuff just needs to be simplified. We, yeah. Once it's working, yeah. it's great, and it's really simple. But, yeah. you know, if you can show somebody how to set up Shobi or Seesaw or, or yeah. one of the other ones in two seconds, they're going to go with that. It's as simple as yeah. that. Isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. The, the thing absolutely. is, there are APIs, and, and I know that the states have it. So I'm I'm wondering if we're gonna get it. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, it'd be good. It'd be good to see if we do get something yeah, cool. like that. All right. So that was a that was a recap of the or that was a, a sort of a greatest hits of this week's uh, EMEA chat. So if you want to uh, learn more about the EMEA chat, Miriam has done another weeklet. Um, that's at, um, if you go to Miriam. Walsh's Twitter page, she's got a recap of this week's chat uh, where you can look at some of the, the other answers uh, with a shout out to a certain book uh, that some just weirdo wrote that's all about these things called shots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. uh, I, I don't know too copies? much about them myself. They're all free. That's the, I, I, I should maybe digitally sign them. That'll be the, the, the incentive for people. Oh, nice. Great. Great Go work. and have a look. Cool. Yes, shortcuts. Martin Kutz. America's Am I pronouncing soon. that correct? Yeah, yeah. Kutz, C-O-U-T-T-S. Same as the bank, yeah. and, but, no, but no relation. Nice. Unfortunately. Okay. There you go. See you soon. Great. Go. Welcome back. I'm glad you're still hanging in there. Um, let's recap the America's chat that was happening right after um, the EMEA chat. Um, with lots of good questions um, and even more interesting answers, practical things coming out of the classroom. Um, and I'm going to dive into one specific question, which I uh, am have very close to my heart, um, on in- inclusive design. And the question that came from, uh, from Brian Tim on this one was, what strategies do you use to ensure that your learning experiences are meaningful for all learners? And one of the answers that um, stood out for me on, uh, on that one um, was something that Mrs. Kemper said, um, saying, let's talk about what I don't do. Um, I certainly don't think I know everything and imply perfection on my first draft of a learning experience. I reach out to friends, colleagues, students for feedback before I call it done. So I really mm-hmm. like that. Anything That's that you cool. guys do when you're thinking about inclusive design? Yeah. 
What does it mean for you? I mean, um, inclusive for me uh, has always been, um, you know, different preferences even. You know, it's like different people are different. So for, yeah. to, to me, it really starts already there. Could so you explain that a little bit more? Because I know um, Sweden is known for being very inclusive to to everyone. So maybe from your background. Uh, um, yeah, so um, I'm, I'm taking it already that we are have, you know, the old classic that we have different ways of learning. And there was very popular at one time that we had one way of learning and then that went away and and but that's really true so uh we're trying to build everything that we build is just from a, a point of view what you or your preferences so we don't even go to uh you have to be that inclusive that it comes to uh different kind of disabilities or, or uh, things like that it's just mm -hmm. that you you need to start really with uh, that people are different and I, that's really important um yeah. i don't know is if it, you if you get it or, or not is uh, it as simple as choice is it is it just you know we have the opportunity now with the use of technology to allow children or any learners to choose how they want to share what they've learned no is it, is it no i don't think so actually no um i always try to um as i said before i use it as a, a way of strengthening their um confidence to make them do what i want them to do as i'm a teacher or a leader because they need to do certain things that maybe they're not as good at at so let's say a person that is very visual um you use visual cues to um show them that they really have understood the subject or, or the task or, or or they did really well so you can build the confidence to take them into a place where they're not really confident that's what i think so let's say someone that has problem writing something but we know they have to write don't we Yeah, it's an interesting topic. <laughs> I mean, and, and what I'm saying from a society, society point of view, that's what I'm saying. So from yeah. a society yeah. point of view, it's it's really pushing people, it, because it's old and traditional in some ways. So to prepare them for, say, uni, for example, mm -hmm. because maybe university is not there yet. So that's what I'm saying. So that's, yeah. I, I see it as yeah. a bridge in the beginning. Um, yeah. As on the football field. You know, like you know, you when you on your right hand foot or your right foot, and you're gonna, uh, you know, kick the ball. You know that's your good part, so that's why you're doing uh, training the left. Foot. Yeah, but I see. That's it why as we a, have. Uh, yeah, that's okay, why we sorry. have answers with Dr. Anderson um, to explain <laughs> these things for us. Yeah, um, we got questions with Matt and answers with Anderson. Um, so I, the thing that keeps coming back. <laughs> I just want to say that we still have to lead. So yeah. it's not just a choice for because they like it. That's the point. Yeah. And I think that's I my mean, opinion. Anyway, so. looking at okay. multi sensory and, and trying to include as much as possible will give you a different learning experience. Um, what I wanted to highlight too in, in this talk and specifically on this question, um, something that happened in the EMEA chat was there was a lot of talk about build in apps. Um, Specifically mm -hmm. for this question, there was a lot about what's built into the iPad um, and into to the Mac um, to include everyone. And I don't know if you guys have like a 
specific function um, in the accessibility area that you want to highlight that you use on a, on a daily level where you're like, it's not because of uh, a disability, but it, it's opening up abilities for me. Yeah, I mean, that's why I, that's why I choose an iPad or a Mac, really. Yeah, I think um, I think one of the things that that I use not because not because I I, I mean I, I wear glasses as, as as I know a lot of people do, but the um, the zoom the zoom selection um, is is such a useful especially especially in our point of view where we're actually where we're actually teaching uh, with kids and we're we're maybe mirroring to the board sometimes using the the zoom feature when you're when you're teaching opens up um, certain parts of the screen and zooms in on a certain area, especially if it is something that is, if you're, if you're maybe teaching them a little bit of navigation and you want to show them the share icon, which is at the top of your screen, but it's quite small, using the, the zoom selection yeah. um, is, is, is great for just that sort of instructional design and sort of making sure that everybody can see it and, yeah. and, and sort of making sure that every learner can see what's on the It board. actually made a, a great uh, you know, difference for a little girl, seven years old. She's almost, what do you say, she has a visual disability. So, you know, uh -huh. she's, a, she's a funny girl. She's really happy. She walks into walls even, you know, like, yeah. so... Um, she got this, uh, the big iPads and uses that for her schoolwork. And it really made totally okay. different. And uh, she, she's um, so much happier now. It, it was great to see. Cool. I think I'll round it up with speech um, selection. Now. Oh, sorry, you go, Kurt. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I just wanted um, to say this, the speech selection, lots of the, the children I end up working with in school, sometimes they're, you know, English is an additional language. And I just think just being able to, have the iPad talk to them and, and show them how a word should be spoken. But, but not even that. I mean, just children are just learning new words and they don't know how to pronounce mm. the word. And just to hear it a couple of times, oh, okay, that's how you say it. You know, mm. it's a two-second yeah. two thing. You can read the word, but you don't necessarily yeah. know how to pronounce it. Done. Absolutely. You know, and it's really, really simple and easy to do. And we and do actually... the, other, the other way around. Sorry. Uh, it's just if you don't know how to... Uh to uh, write a word if you don't know the spelling especially mm. if you're Swedish and you want to do it in English but you know mm. how to pronounce it so we use the, yeah. the uh, speech to text yeah. so then it, it writes, mm -hmm. writes it down and then you can learn how to actually spell that word which is yeah. quite important yeah. I want to round it up with the answer yeah. from um, Christina Carboni um, MS underscore Carboni who says Accessibility features are where it's at, and never underestimate the power of an open-ended question. Her um, ELL students come up with the best products when there's a rubric and no parameters. Nice. So that's a nice one. Sure. And then um, two, uh, sorry, three um, items that were shared. Because um, if you want, if you've missed the chat and um, you hear this, um, there's a book out there by Apple um, called Elements of Learning, and um, that's the one. Um, that was used to uh, inspire the chat, the America's chat. Cool. Um, another one that they are highlighting is nice. the Accessible School. And Louis Perez has worked on that one, was, was known for um, highlighting um, all these kinds of features. Nice. And then um, Jody cool. Deinhammer, um, who's always very active and, and does like incredible things from her classroom. Um, shared a whole collection of middle school science activities with links to Keynote or number of files for students. So definitely have a look.
a dose. Um, and that was it for the recap on um, the Americas one. Next week, there's another one coming up, and we'll let you know more about that after questions with Matt. Cool. Questions with Matt. Ooh, like what that about... new jingle. Yeah, I like it. Bit yeah. of suspense behind that. Yeah, yeah. We must reach out to uh, to Sam Wright, Samuel Wright, who's in Vienna. He'll uh, he'll put a little beat underneath that. I'm all about beats because I just followed the uh, workshop with Swiss Beats, which was uh, go to that one with your son. That's good. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, we're 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 lining them all up now for for inspiration. So yeah, good. cool. Yeah. Okay, so questions with with Matt. Um, so first question is going to go out to you guys. Um, and we we're talking about workload before. And what is your best? And not it might not be always tech related or an app, but just best tip for saving yourself time when it comes to doing your work. Actually doing it and not just writing it down has been my best time-saving tip. <laughs> okay. Because I'm, I'm all about making lists to, to stay in the whole uh, topic of this, uh, of this chat. Um, yeah. and I write down a lot of things of like, I should have do that. I should do that. Um, but actually yeah. trying to get them off the list um, is yeah. a time saver. And, mm. and the more yeah. you can get them off and, and then, and then marking them as done is a glorious yeah. moment of, I did that. And I don't know if you guys do this, but, Sometimes I do something and then I put it on the list so I can mark it off. Yeah, I know what you mean. And I think uh, sort of adding to that, there's a lot of talk around like zero, zero inbox, you know, yeah. try and get zero inbox by the end of the day. And if that means just deleting the ones that are completely irrelevant, because it's that sometimes it's a mental thing, isn't it? It's a mentally to know that you're on top of the work can sometimes then make you feel you know, that there's less of a workload because you're not looking at a mailbox with 100 unanswered emails in it. I, I, I saw a YouTube video on that. Someone explaining, he said, I only open my mailbox twice a day. And the, mm. um, the emails that require more than just a few minutes of an answer are the ones that get flagged. And um, those he will take more time, but he goes through his mailbox really quickly. And um, turning notifications off and that, and I've been trying to use that. And it's mm. it's... It's been incredible for my creativity and for my productivity. So notifications off. I'm um, sorry, guys. That's why I, <laughs> I'm too late when I have to tap and, and join in on this podcast. Um, but those are things that, that are starting to help. So are you saying that the recommendation would be literally timetable, like a half hour slot for doing emails? And Focused 100% time. That's what yeah. I'm, I'm recommending. Um, yeah. I don't believe in multitasking. Um, I think that it's possible, but I think it goes at the quality of the work. Um, yeah. If I yeah. Can focus, and I'm talking for myself. I'm not generalizing, but no, I know from just... my experience is that when I dedicate myself to a task 100%, it goes quicker. <laughs> the quality is better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Instead yeah. of, I mean, we're four men, so multitasking is out of the question. <laughs> right. Either way. Uh, I, uh, I, I was going to ask you to explain what multitasking was, actually. As a, as a yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 I sure that means. See, to me, that's to me, that's split screen on the iPad. That's multitasking. That's like having that's drag and drop. That's that's, <laughs> that's multitasking for me. No, I, um, yeah, I. Is that watching I, Netflix and YouTube at the same time. Yeah, picture in picture <laughs> is an absolute <laughs> godsend. Um, no, I, yeah, I, I agree with all of that. I 
kind of limit my notifications. So I, I only have notifications for certain apps. Um, I don't have notifications on for, for everything. And even then, um, I now have this notification preview switched off. So now when the, when the iPad's locked, all I get is something's come in from mail. And I'll go and check that at, at periodic times. But I know we were mentioning shortcuts. I've actually got a shortcut that helps me manage my tasks. Um, it's called Agenda. Um, and what I do is I speak to, I, I just, I, I have it sitting in my widget or I have a Siri shortcut that I've enabled where I say, hey, Shlomo, what's my agenda? And it will give me what's remaining for the day. Um, so as something comes in and I check it off, I, I then just periodically check my agenda. And I have sort of daily tasks that I want to try and get done. And if it's something that needs urgently done, then I make sure that it doesn't interfere with something else that I'm already doing. I, I try not to bump tasks to deal with something. I, I always want to finish a task before something else comes in. And it's for me, it's all about prioritizing my work. Because um, yeah, I have a habit of leaving things half done, which I don't like. Nice. Okay, yeah. cool. And And my question to our listeners, or as we're now calling our listeners, Martin's mum, um, what, mm-hmm. <laughs> what are the biggest barriers in a school if you're trying to introduce, introduce workload saving scheme? Ooh. Ooh. That's a good nice one. one. Something to think about. Mm. Okay. That'd be my mum actually had a question for with. us. Your oh, okay. Yeah, my mum had a question for us. Um, um, because I'll, I'll, be in, uh, I'll be in Europe in, in two weeks from now. And she said, what do the guys like um, with their tea? Should I bake a cake? Oh, <laughs> oh that's nice. That's a good question. That's a good question. Oh. So, yes. The answer is yes. Yes. Yeah. Matt, <laughs> Matt, like, Matt likes everything. Yes. <laughs> cool. So, so, how? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> just. <laughs> okay. I see. Okay. Uh, let's do a wrap up. All right. Okay. Soon. That's it already for this episode again. And Yay! if you, don't forget, if you want to reach out to us, you can um, just tweet at us at last recap um, or directly at any one of us. And how can they reach you again, Johan? Uh, at Anderson with double S uh, underscore E-D-U. Great. Matt, you still haven't changed your pin code? No, still same pin number. So uh, just yeah, follow me to a cash machine and just uh, see the numbers. Yes, at M A T six four five three. It really isn't, by the way. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Martin, um, yeah, I'm still here. I'm at M Cute C O U T T S eighty one. Great. And if you wanted to reach me, it's at Mister Kurt with double E. It's like Mister Kurt, but then. Uh, swap the I with double E and then don't forget um, for us if you want to ask us a question you can record a question into the Anchor app and um, there's a nice little video for that and then um, direct questions at last recap Um, coming up next week Martin what's coming up um, on your side of the ocean on uh, the EMEA chat on Tuesday the 19th at 8pm GMT we are talking about breakout edu and that's going to be hosted by Alicia Bankhofer. Cool. Right. That might be excited. See yeah. if we can break out of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, and then 
out on this. Maybe we do that. Maybe we uh, try to break out in 30 minutes and see what happens. Um, <laughs> as yeah. long as um, it's behind the lens, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's behind, behind the lens um, on the uh, Americas chat. Um, Igniting creativity with photography. And that's hosted by uh, Holly Mercher and Stephanie Bauer. That could so be really cool. Or, yeah, yeah. A lot of uh, creativity topics. Um, lots of things coming up. And I'm guessing something around the Everyone Can Create Photography book. Um, just a just a small hint. <laughs> yeah. Nice. See you next week, right. boys. Okay. Take care. Bye bye. 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 bye.